0: You are listening to Ideas and Leaders Podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. And today, my guest is my friend from Jordan, Salah Ahmed. He He's a tech content creator. He has more than 1 million followers on his YouTube channel. He's doing reviews and uh, covering huge tech events all over the world. Hi, Salah. It's great to have you here today.
1: Hi, likewise, likewise. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Salah, you're so successful in what you do. How did you start? Why did you decide to start your YouTube channel?
1: So to get to the beginning of it, uh, I first of all, my educational background is actually in finance and banking, which has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing right now with my life. But that was actually very helpful to me because I'm, I'm actually using a lot, of, a lot of what I've learned in university. Uh, I'm actually applying that to my own business right now. But during college, I actually met uh, a couple of people who were really into the blogging scene. and Like once, uh, you know, do you remember the time when Blogger was, was a big thing, like 12, 13 years ago when it was actually first acquired by Google. It was really popular and people like were doing blogs and like websites and stuff like that before, you know, like Squarespace made it easy to like do things in a specific way. I don't want to just name Squarespace. That's the one that came to mind. But, you know, like there's a lot of services right now that can set up websites and things like that for you and make it easy to do this. But before, you know, things like Blogger were really popular. So a friend of mine actually talked me into starting something like that. Like I started my own blog, which had no specific topic. It was like lifestyle slash tech slash... Uh, Personal views and opinions about everything, and you know, like it was super random. I was already like into tech ever since like phones started to actually, you know, become a thing, and like the first smartphone was released back in in the early two thousands. So I was already following all like all the tech news about phones specifically. Like that one, that would personally got me, you know, interested in, in technology in general. So. Uh, over time, the blog that I created started gaining more uh, visits specifically on tech content. So I decided, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll make that the theme and I'll still have my, you know, random things, you know, like random topics I, about lifestyle and stuff like that. But over time, little by little, I've started to remove everything and just focus on tech. And everything I did at that point was in English. So all my content was in English, the so blog posts, the reviews, everything that I've done was, uh, was not in Arabic. And that was a huge challenge because my blog, which is like a small, tiny, website that I was just me working on was competing against like a whole lot of international websites that are you know that have writers editors like people who are getting paid just to write and do this for a living while I was just doing it for fun so it took me over a year to get uh, to a million page views on my own blog which sounds like a nice number that's actually like it's super tiny when it comes to like big websites and stuff like that when it comes to like readers traffic. So a year to get a million page views made me think, okay, maybe doing this in English is not the best option for me. And since I am, after all, from the Middle East, and I wanted to do something to enrich Arabic content, which is lacking in that aspect, specifically when it comes to tech. So I wanted to do something and I started to switch everything to Arabic, like writing in Arabic, which was a huge challenge to me because technical content in Arabic is something new to me and it requires a different set of skills. So I did like three or four uh, posts in Arabic. And I immediately realized like, hey, this is not gonna work. (laughs) I immediately uh, figured that out. So I began to think, okay, what are my options? What can I do right now? And uh, the next thing was video. So I I just took a phone and I started recording, put the phone on like some random box and just started recording the device that I'm talking about. And I started talking in Arabic. And then I uploaded that into a channel that I've deleted since then, just to like A-B test everything. Like I wanted to see a couple of styles, maybe what works, what doesn't work. It got some really good feedback. I got a lot of positive and negative points. I took all that into consideration and okay, I need to do focus more on this. I need to do this because <laughs> So I, I kept on recording with a phone and the, I even used the mic that comes you know, in line in the headset itself. I, I used that as my main audio because I didn't have, you know, I was like studying and uh, working part-time. I could barely afford like a DSLR or something like really professional. And um, like, I kept doing that for a while, like for almost a year. And that YouTube channel reached like, by the end of it reached around, I, I remember 15 or 18, thousand subscribers which was amazing i was just experimenting with this and i wanted to to see but within i believe three four months i hit a million views like total which was great it was you know like really motivating this spreads much much faster than written content because it's more popular the platform helps like the discovery uh, aspect of youtube back then was really helpful for content creators now it's it's different a little bit, but the idea is still the same. So I decided, okay, I need to really invest in this. I was saving up for down payment for a car, and I took that money and went out and bought a camera and uh, like audio gear and lights and stuff like that, like very basic stuff, not not super advanced, but what I could afford back. And I deleted that YouTube channel and started a new one with some proper theming and you know like the brand aspect of it. And uh, yeah, I, I just started doing video and I committed to like, I wanted to at least push three videos. I don't know about what, I don't know how to get that, but I wanted to, to do like something consistent. So within six months, that channel had 30,000. The next year, it had 100,000. The next year, it had 300,000. The next year, it had 700. And now I'm close to, to 1.5 million. The journey from zero views to now half a billion minutes watched right now, you know, it's been a quite a, quite a ride, I would say. So, yeah, it's not very short, but that's the story, you know, highlights.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing story. So how many years did it take you to go from zero to one and a half million followers almost? So
1: uh, the channel is in its eighth year right now. I just like it's in January. It will be eight years. Yeah, January will be eight years on, on YouTube with wow. this channel, not with the
0: previous one. This is amazing. This is very inspiring because, uh, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of our listeners, they are now just starting their online businesses or parts of their online businesses. Because when the COVID pandemic started, a lot of trainers, coaches, teachers, people in, well, my, let's say, business area, they just did not have anything to do. And now I can see that I was among the first ones who started the podcast. Now I can see that all of my friends and colleagues, they are starting their podcast, they are starting to uh, their YouTube channels and uh, also they are doing Facebook lives so a lot of this online content is getting out there so I think that your experience is very inspiring and uh, you know that mm, a lot of people who start in the online, they wait for too long and they are kind of perfectionists that I want the lighting to be amazing, I want everything to be perfect but you said that you started with a phone on the box. So what would be your recommendation? What is like the basic things we need to start doing the online content?
1: Right. So something you mentioned is uh, you will never get it right the first time. So it's very, very important to just start at least with whatever you have on hand, like uh, whether it's a phone, whether it's a camera, whether it's like the built-in mic or, you know, to get the best and the greatest mic out there, it's important just to start because you will make a lot of mistakes. That's regardless of whether your budget at the at the beginning, at the very beginning was like $100 or it was $10,000. You will make a lot of mistakes, whether it's with editing, whether it's with lighting, whether it's with the content itself, whether it's your own presentation, it, it, there will be, you know, uh, things to correct. And the best thing, that i've learned over you know eight years is that practice makes perfect like redoing this a lot makes you more comfortable whether it's with the camera whether it's with the process of editing whether it's with getting your content out there just doing it more and more and more you will always learn something new with each and every experience each and everything that you do you will start to even uh look at your previous content and okay i can do this better i can do this this way and i it's a learning process like i've been doing this for 8 9 years now and before that my background is marketing and i used to do a lot of digital marketing for like over 7 years so with all of that experience i'm still learning like i'm still discovering new things i need to brand this this way i need to do these tweaks so it would reach more people or people would perceive it better so the learning never ends when it comes to everything but specifically when it comes to digital content from my experience so in regards of what gear to get specifically this will vary quite a lot depending on what you want to do what kind of content do you want to put out there there are like essentials that you can get for whether it's like the, the camera what camera should i get to begin with what light what you know mic stuff like that i'm a big believer of each tool like has a the perfect job for it like there's for example in my office, I have seven cameras. Each one of the seven cameras has its own purpose. This one is dedicated specifically for this. Now, I'm not saying you should get out there and buy seven cameras. But for me, like the type of content that I do of my workflow, it requires like a specific tool for this specific tool for this. So for most people who are getting started, they will only like need uh, one type of gadget or like camera, depending on what content they're doing. So what I would advise, basically, it would start with the budget. What's your budget for this? Uh, because there are people who are willing to, to spend like a thousand bucks on a couple of gadgets at the beginning. There are people who are willing to invest more. Like they have a vision when it comes to their content and how to integrate it with their business. Okay, I'll, I'll spend $5,000, for example. So make it easier for me. What, what kind of budget are we
0: talking about when it comes to gear? So let's say if we have very limited budget, budget, budget (laughs) okay Uh, limited budget because i know that many people who are starting their podcasts their facebook lives or or youtube channels they are not doing it for money like Mm -hmm. because they will not get a a lot of subscribers on youtube immediately but this is an additional thing they do to increase their presence online Right. So the basic, basic things. What do we need to have to start?
1: Okay. So basically, you need a mic, a camera, a source of light. Now, the source of light can be natural. Like if your office is actually like well lit and you have sunlight coming in, you might not need to get an LED panel or a light panel specifically for shooting videos. Because if you're actually just looking for the absolute essentials, you can pretty much do it with you know a webcam and a built-in mic. But if you want to take it you know a step up, you can just get a USB microphone, uh, something that, you know, would cost anywhere from 50 to 150 dollars you can get either a professional like DSLR camera which used to be the best thing but now it's this the world of mirrorless cameras whether it's like regardless of the brand it's Canon Sony uh, Panasonic uh, Fuji whether you know it's new or even used like a lot of people that i know went out and looked for like a second hand mirrorless camera so they got like a, a one or two generations old mirrorless camera and they started making content with that which is a great option if you're on a you know on a tight budget and you don't want to overspend or you're not really sure if this is you know something you want to do a lot more of maybe you can just begin with something like super budget friendly like a used webcam or like a used mirrorless camera and just a usb mic and that should actually get you started without the need of many other things the more you want to you know take things up a notch a little bit you can either invest in the lens afterwards if you want to like a nicer image but that's not necessary to begin with if you want good lighting you can just get a light panel or you know a lot of things right now are you know pc dependent and you can do things like a green screen without a green screen actually you can just do that with, with software which is free. Actually, you can do that depending on what hardware you have, but you can do that for pretty much nothing. So there are ways to, you know, to save. But again, uh, secondhand market is is something that I think a lot of people should look into if they don't want to overspent a uh, mirrorless camera and a USB capture card for streaming and for, you know, recording everything, even on a PC, you would not need on a, or like on a laptop or a computer, you will not need a, even a memory card in the camera. If you want to just hook a camera to a capture card and a USB mic and just start streaming or start recording. Uh, so yeah, there are ways to save quite a lot, you know, gear for video.
0: Thank you for your tips. Very valuable tips. Also, you mentioned a very important thing in the beginning, how you were searching for your niche because mm-hmm. I can see that a lot that people want to start being good, being experts in a certain field and uh, but they are still looking for their audience. They're still looking for their maybe area of expertise and defining it. And you said that you did not do content in Arabic in the beginning. Yes, for a long time, you were doing it in English. So what uh, would you say, what are the benefits of focusing on the local market on the, let's say, not an international, but on one or two countries?
1: Right, right. So the main thing is that it's less competitive because you have, when, when you're talking global, you're talking about companies and other businesses that are investing a lot more money than anything you're willing to to begin with. So when it's just your local community, whether it's your city your neighborhood your business sector depends on exactly what's your target it's a lot more easier to okay you can just study environment a lot more easier like you can count okay there are you know these amounts of or like these websites are doing something similar there are a couple of content creators that are doing something uh, that resembles what i'm doing And they're doing it in a different way. Uh, I want to do it in my own way, Uh, but I can, you know, like either reach out and collaborate with these creators or look for things that they're not covering and I'll I'll start working on that. Or in my case specifically, it was easier for me to find uh, my my own identity and, and the way that I wanted to move forward. It was much much easier to do when i started focusing on my local community or like specifically in my case and on when it comes to tech arabic content it was a lot easier to just zero in on okay i want to do this i want to do it this way and i'll just commit to doing it in a very organized manner so that helped quite a lot
0: yeah a few of my friends they are still hesitating whether to produce content in german or in english in spanish or english and uh, this is challenging because on the, on one hand we have the whole world and uh, the market is huge, but competition is much bigger. So I think that you're a great example that you can achieve huge success when uh, just, um, speaking in your local language, but not trying to go international. Uh, So Salah, you said that we will make mistakes when we start. What is your recommendation? Maybe we can avoid some mistakes on the first steps of producing digital content. What can you recommend not to do in the beginning?
1: My main advice to take away from this is to consume as much content as possible because that would help you see what others are doing how they're doing it and how it's being received. So when you watch like a, a thousand seminars, you already know what parts are boring, what parts are you know not catching, you know not stimulating enough. And you can just start, you know, customizing that and then taking out the boring parts or spicing things up in a specific way, whether it's visuals, the presentation, it's the you know the, the information being received. So consume a lot of content, do a lot of research, take lessons from that, like learn from the mistakes of others as the best thing you can do because you know you can take on that and do not, you know, like use that for your own benefit.
0: Yeah, so we need to consume a lot of information and in watch Others. Great advice. What about presenting on video? Because I think that this part is very challenging for many people. And I am communication coach. I work with people actually on presentations. And at a certain point, a lot of people started to make online presentations instead of stage or on business meetings in the office. And doing YouTube videos is something completely different. What are the main things w- what we should remember? remember about and think about when we are producing such a video.
1: So something that I'm really sure sh- you know, like I'm sure you already know more about this than me is when you're giving a presentation in, like in, in person. Uh, you don't put the bulk of the information on the screen. You just put like main key points and the rest of it is up to you to, to, you know, to like explain and talk and make your points based on the highlights behind you. And that doesn't translate to online content because you are the presentation. So it's uh, it's a lot harder and it's, it's a different experience to, to, to do that. So your approach needs to be different. It needs to have the visuals be actually simulated. Like it's something that I would look at and help me digest the information you're talking about. Whether it's being an animated clip or an actual video explaining what's what's happening or like showing in action what's, you know, what are you talking about? Or even just to be visually, you know, soothing. Like in a lot of videos, you don't have to actually use the very specific point you're talking about and to have to visually, you know, like showcase it. But you can do something around it that would be, you know, soothing for me to keep watching and to not lose basically your viewer halfway through or, you know, at specific point where you need to talk a lot and to elaborate a lot on a specific point. You can just use a specific flow. And that's really, I know that doesn't, that sounds a bit cryptic right now, but... I guess it depends on the content itself because for me, I'm actually I'm just thinking tech content for me, but I'm sure a lot of your listeners and viewers, you know, have different categories and different types of content, but uh, mainly your approach needs to be, I want to create something that I would personally consume. And that's my personal thing. Like every video that I create is a video that I would want to watch because if I don't want to watch it, why would I expect anyone else to do that?
0: Yeah, that's... Very smart approach. What would I like to watch? Exactly. So yeah. uh, what what can you recommend for people who are nervous? I know that many people, they are afraid of public speaking in general. And also they feel nervous and they feel stressed in front of the camera. So what would you recommend to them?
1: Well, actually, I think online content and digital content in general is their best friend because you're not speaking to a thousand people in a room. You're just talking to a lens. You're looking at a camera and talking or you're staring at a laptop or whatever it is. So in theory, it should be a lot less stressful for you to talk because it's just you in a room. Uh, But my biggest advice when it comes to this is that practice makes perfect. So whether you want to just do like a demo or you want to practice on your own free time and just talk about like coffee, hey, just turn on the camera and talk about coffee for an hour. It's not something you would upload. Maybe you would, I don't know, but still doing that a lot more and, you know, practice. Practicing and more practicing will eventually break the wall of like, hey, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a camera and talking. I'm not thinking about the fear of having like a lot of people in front of me right now that someone might judge me or focus on a specific thing that I'm doing wrong. No, it's digital content that you can edit. You can cut things out if you don't like it. You can redo it if you don't like it. So if you would just begin and try to cut it down and shave it down to something that you would, okay, I'm comfortable with this. next time you'll be a lot more relaxed and it's really really something that you would get better at the more you practice and the more you do it because eventually that wall you know will will be gone when you've recorded like 100 videos or you've chatted with a camera for 20 hours you start easing into it more and more
0: yeah practice makes perfect indeed so what do you think were the main success factors of your youtube channel
1: so when i think about it there are a couple actually so the first one is that I always try to basically uplift my content to a better place where I try More a lot of a lot more things creatively when it comes to how my content is presented, and you know, whether that's investing in new gear, whether that's trying new ways and new things, new locations, you know, so it's a constant state of like upgrading and trying to basically deliver the best content that I can. I'm not just at a certain point that hey, I'm satisfied with this, I'll just stay right here. No, that's that hasn't been the case for me. If you go back and look at my channel like eight years ago and then go to seven, six, and five, and four, you will notice like, hey, this is constantly evolving. So that has been a part of it. And the other part is that for the majority of it, for the past nine years, I'm doing like three to four videos a week consistently. So right now I have like 880 videos online. And that consistency... I think did help. Like if I wanted to do, hey, this week, I'm really hyped and energized and I wanted to do like five videos. Okay, I'll do five videos this week. The week after, hey, I don't feel like it. And I didn't post anything that would, you know, break the momentum a lot because when you get into it, whether it's you're, you know, like stressing yourself with time or you're forcing yourself to do it, that's bad on the long term because you'll eventually get bored or you know it will lose the spark you know if if when you're doing your content and it's something that you're passionate about something that you love and enjoy talking about it will come across to the audience will immediately be noticed that, hey, this person actually likes what he's talking about and he's interested in what he's talking about. But if you're doing this, you know, just because, hey, I just want to do this because I have to or because I need to do it, not because I want to, you know, people will feel that the audience will eventually notice and that will actually reflect on your views, on your followings, on your overall growth. So I think consistency uh, has been also a great part of getting me to where I am today uh of course and definitely being passionate and interested in what you're talking about and you know liking what you're doing that's also very important
0: yeah so being consistent and posting or speaking regularly whether it is One time per week or twice per week or three videos per week.
1: Whatever the rhythm is, you just need to commit to it. Like if you want to decide, if you decided like, hey, I want to do one episode a month, just stick to it. That's the important part.
0: Yeah. For example, now I'm doing live videos on my Facebook page and I just put it in my calendar that every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m., I'm there. And I have a booked time in my calendar because it is not a matter of choice whether I, I if I want to do this if I have time if I don't have anything additional no it is just what I do every week so this approach yeah. helps a lot a lot in uh, also in motivation because you don't have to think on whether to do this or not you just have it scheduled and that's it so Salah a lot of uh, great tips let's sum up and uh, what are your main recommendations if you're talking to a person who is just in the beginning of a journey maybe you can talk to yourself eight years ago (laughs) or to a lot of entrepreneurs who are starting this journey now, what would you recommend to do?
1: Plan better, meaning just have a vision for what you want to do today, next week, the month after. Uh, That helps extremely. Like right now, the way that I do things at the moment, I have every single video planned for three to four months in advance. That gives you a huge push. Of course, that's for someone who's already You know posting videos or posting content or creating whatever you know content is creating but if you're still thinking about starting if you're not actually creating content uh, think of every time you sat with someone a stranger maybe and you just started talking and going on and on and on about something that you're like take that conversation and record it. That's the best content because it's you at your best where you're actually, you know, really excited about what you're talking about and you're trying to explain something in a way that a stranger would completely understand. That's what you should be focusing on and you should move that experience from, you know, that interaction to a video or an audio clip or an article or a piece of content that others might benefit from. And uh, yeah, that's mainly where I would start.
0: Thank you very much. A lot of gems here, a lot of tips for our listeners. So let's uh, also share with our listeners where can they find you and follow you if they speak Arabic, if they would be interested in following you. What is the name of your YouTube channel?
1: So my all of my personal accounts are at Salah G. Hamid, S-A-L-A-H, uh, G-H-A-M-E-D. And my YouTube channel and my tech content can be found on Android Basha YouTube channel. So just Google Android, Basha, B-A-S-H-A.
0: Thank you very much. And I will post links to your channels also under our podcast episode. Thank you very much for this conversation, Sala. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders.